0: Hey beautiful people, you know what that time means, this is another episode of Afro Puff and Bubblegum, this is your girl Drea with my beautiful host. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> and
1: Brittany. Hey, guys. You just won't let
2: me put that down. <laughs> hey, y'all. Everybody.
0: If y'all wondering why I dragged that out, because I swear last time Tiffany called us some hoes, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Introducing me and my hoes. I'm like, we got hoes.
2: I mean, it depends on the day. You know. me my bitch,
3: that's my past. (laughs) All right, Don't bring up my past. I'm past that right now. (laughs) I'm a new woman.
1: Delivered. Great. Delivered.
0: delivered. (laughs) (laughs) He's a whole delivered like, Every time I see a picture and post up with a woman, I'm like, man, (sighs) you know right now you really want some dick. You ain't not delivered. (laughs)
2: I oh don't gosh. like men no more. I am... the. De- he did say men. He said men's. Get it right. <laughs> he don't like men's no more. He been delivered.
0: I wonder if anybody was burning in that seat looking at that lie. I'm like, you you'll feel kind of hot, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look.
0: Do you, bow <laughs> And you know what? Segway. So, anywho. This <laughs> episode... Yeah, I ain't got no smooth segue. I'm just going to get into the shit. Episode 5, we're talking about hate watching the bastardization of black culture. Featuring Tyler motherfucking Perry. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I
3: a drink drink after saying that. Right. (laughs) So,
0: if you guys don't know what hate watching is, it's the activity of watching a television show or movie while simultaneously hating it. I don't do that for fun, though. I don't think I can actually hate watch shit. I think I've watched shit and wondering how bad it gets. So I'm like, it can't get any worse than this. And I just torture myself sitting through it. Like, goddamn, it did get worse. <laughs> I did I think to myself.
2: I've done that a couple times. I do that most- I'm usually really guilty with doing that with books, though. Like, I'm like, this book can't get that bad. And then next thing you know, oh my gosh. I'm just like, Why? And then i will end up like finishing it like spitefully. I and, do like, that. I'm dealing with that right now. I do
3: <laughs> that with anime. But like, I like to do it when I get like really high and I'll watch a really bad anime. And I'm like, this shit is garbage. <laughs> but it's so funny. So oh my <laughs> it's gosh, entertaining. Do that with
2: ghost stories. With ghost stories. Ghost but
3: stories. Watch
2: it in the English dub. Oh. That's okay. the one where I said. That's one where I said that, like, it was so boring in Japan that when they sent it to the West, they're like, yeah, this show isn't doing well. So just do whatever you want with the script. Mm-hmm. And they just let the voice actors go crazy.
3: Oh, OK. That sounds like a plan. Weekend plan for me. I would do That's that. It. There you
2: go, folks. Get
3: high <laughs> and all. Watch Ghost Stories, the anime, English I- duck
0: I wanted to do that shit with cats, but we couldn't find edibles fast enough.
3: Girl, just hit me up next time. I got the plugs, okay?
0: Damn, so that's why Brittany be looking so chill on me. You, buddy. <funny. laughs> you, so, you be like, nothing bothers me. <laughs> yeah. You do be looking
2: like I'm bothered.
0: Because and- I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's not because I'm high, I'm just
2: It's really about (laughs) it. Well, I will say I do have a friend who's—he's actually the father of my god kids, and he's starting an edibles business, and it's Urban Lumberjack Baking. So uh,
0: with that, the father of my—I'm like, you ain't got no kids. Who who is this man? Because you just say Shamari. I'm like,
2: who? no, of my god babies. I have four. No. (laughs) continue Tiffany I have, I have four babies I have my god babies and they are twins a boy and a girl and then I have my fur babies and those are my kitties
3: got it <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'll say their names they're Simba and Olive <sighs> I thought I thought you said Nala. I'm
0: like, I thought her name was Olive
2: it is Olive okay I wanted to name her Nala. first I wanted to name her Kiara to be after Simba's daughter because we she was younger because she's younger than Simba, but Shamari was like, no. For some reason, we could not agree on the name for this cat for like two weeks. She went like a week about a week without a name, and because we talked about it before we got her, so I wanted to name her Kiara. He said no. I wanted to name because her name was originally um, Speedy Gonzalez. And I was like, well, maybe we could do Speedy. And he was like, no, because she's fast. She'd just be bolting around. And I'm like, what are you doing, cat?" Or I'll just be like, Miss Ma'am, what? And then she'll she'll, like chirp at me. But um, then I wanted to name her Nala. And Shamari was like, no. And then he was like, let's name her Oliver. And I was like, we could name her Olive. And that's how she got her name. Got it.
1: Mm, That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like why
0: they named this damn cat olive
2: because nick my friend nick he used to have the cat that he named sora but sora looked his original name was oliver and he looked like an oliver so Shamari really likes to name oliver for a cat and so he started calling her oliver and i was just like no you can name her olive
0: that, that's why her name is olive y'all some disney hoes because clearly it's because of olive
3: <laughs> great fucking movie by the way i love that movie
1: it's so underrated yes it nice. really is So underrated. I, I
0: think about
2: the um move, the song from the end of the movie but they're like oh hoo-ah,
1: hoo-ah,
3: hoo-ah, 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 hoo-ah. i'm street wise yeah that's my that's the joint (laughs) yes yes
0: clear (laughs) disney (laughs) host. clearly we gotta have a disney episode pussies aside this episode is about tyler perry and what the fuck he does with film and media and being a prominent figurehead in black hollywood So, I'ma just run through these straight facts, no printer. He's a gatekeeper and prominent figure for black media and with his abusive childhood, his father was physically abusive, he also was a sexual assault survivor, church was his escapism and through comedy he was able to bring faith into theater, cinemas, and to viewers at home. Cute. So, with that being said, what was your guy's introduction to Tyler Perry?
2: So... For me, it was Medea's Family Reunion, the play. And at the time, I wasn't, like, really genuinely interested in modern theater. I liked more classic theater. So, Phantom of the Opera, um, what was it, Chicago, Carmen. That was stuff, like, I enjoyed seeing. So, seeing something modern was new for me. And I actually really liked it because it was funny and I wasn't used to the idea of a play being funny. I mean, technically some of Shakespeare's works are supposed to be comedies, but comedy from that genre doesn't mean the same. So to have an actual ha ha comedy, not a happy ending comedy, which is what Shakespeare is was new. I really enjoyed like I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the comedy of it. It was something new, it was something refreshing. And, you know, as a Christian, I like that it touched on religion. And I just kept watching the plays, and I would go back and revisit the plays, but I don't like excessive drama. So whenever we got to the songs, I would like fast forward. <laughs> you Like, to- <laughs> I'll like still do that to this day. If I like pull out Medea's Family Reunion or Medea Goes to Jail, I like fast forward through the songs, except for when they sing the old school medley. That
0: was fire. Yeah, that is. Yeah, his plays are not. My idealism of
1: a musical. So when they start singing, it's like, mm. <laughs> You're right. And there were
3: so many songs. I'm just like, jeez, another one. It felt like every ten minutes, it was another original song being like sung, and I was just like, I can't. It, it took me out. But I'm not a musical person yes. anyway. So like. I don't particularly enjoy musicals, so that was really hard for me. Even as a child, I was like, "Ugh, skip songs,
1: <laughs> not another song."
2: <laughs> I like musicals, but I think you're right when you said that his plays can be song-heavy. Yeah, and then what it is is like they always, they always sing, they they over-sing on top of it, mm-hmm. so it's song-heavy, and they over-sing, and everybody's in there ah, 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 <laughs> when they sing,
0: and it's just like. Oh, i'm tired Bruh. like if you want a runs
1: contest you go watch a tyler perry <laughs> <laughs> you are
3: so right about that
2: <laughs> more running than the olympics <laughs>
1: i get tired
0: looking at him. i think my first introduction with tyler perry was a diary of a mad black woman the movie and i think with maybe the previews it was drawn out as a comedy so here I am, 14 years old, going to see a comedy, but instead I see this black woman getting dragged out of a mansion by her husband, and I'm like, oh. By her hair, right?
1: hmm uh-huh. I-
0: I don't remember that distinctive detail, but, like, she getting dragged out the house? I'm
3: like, oh, I no. remember seeing that, which Where's is...
0: Where's the funny grandma? Right. <laughs> right. It was traumatic. <laughs> so,
3: like, when I saw that scene, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I think I was around the same age when I saw it, too, Drea. so definitely get it.
2: I was, I was a little older, definitely, because cause I'm a little older than you all. But I remember seeing the scene... I always grew up believing in, like, happily ever afters, and so I always believed that, yeah, when I get married, that person's going to be the one, and he's going to be special, and we're going to be great, and for me, that's true, but to see on screen a woman kind of go through that same thing where she, like, appears to have a happily ever after, and it turns out the guy is trash, like, that was was actually kind of traumatic, like you said, because I'm, especially to see it happen to, like, black people.
1: Mm -hmm. It was, like,
2: a pretty successful black woman, and, like, by her hair? Like, he even grabbed an ankle and pull her. Like, I think it was literally by yep. her hair. And you know how black women are about their hair. Exactly. That was definitely a creative choice he did.
0: Yep. <sighs> I think that'd be the first time I've seen something like that visually with black people. So it's like, hey, we're going to see this movie and it got the silly black grandma. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh.
2: Right.
0: Right. Oh, I'm like, okay, we're destroying furniture because you deserve half sis. And then, oh.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
0: Like, like you get quiet when it gets all dramatic because it's like, I wasn't signed up for this. Right. Mm -hmm. Can we get back to the comedy? And I think that's the only reason why I dove into the theater productions in the D V D because they were more comedy driven I guess they're more like comedically balanced you mm-hmm. know you still get the over the top dramas that mm-hmm. make you just go oh, oh comedy yeah
3: and then like what the way you know movies and plays are you know viewed like when I saw the play it had I guess essentially traumatic moments or violent moments but I couldn't see it that well you know, but when it's in um, mm-hmm. movies, it's shot in a way where you're really up close and personal. Yeah. You see the details. Yeah. So that was really where I was like, "Oh wow, I'm I never seen that in a movie." Like you said, especially um, with black people, and uh, yeah, it was a bit traumatic. It triggered me because I my mom went through domestic violence, and I've seen it. And so mm-hmm. when I saw the movie for the first time, it was really hard to sit through that particular scene and i was like you know like i've seen this before in in real life and i was like i don't i think that really kind of like put me off on
2: tyler Perry movies oh Uh, god that yeah yeah uh, because i can't imagine you're like gonna see funny grandma and then it's like hey Remember the worst nightmares that you've ever had, starring your mother—that exactly. you in real, in real life.
3: Right here, you go. So and you get to
2: be right there in front, and of right
3: them. there, and I couldn't even like you know, I couldn't even look away because I was just like, they're really showing us. But um, my first introduction to Tyler Perry was the play. So I saw the play. It's actually funny because we moved to Arkansas so we can escape. The domestic violence that was going on in my home. And so this was like a night out for us. She's like, Oh, I got tickets to the Tyler Perry movie and not movie um, play. And she was like, you know, it'll be funny. And so we got there and it was funny. I really enjoyed it. Like okay. I said, too many songs. So, but (laughs) other than that, I was like, okay, this is funny. It was catered towards black humor, which I haven't Mm -hmm. seen in a play ever. So fast forward to the movie. I was excited to see the movie because I'm like, wow, he's really like making it. Like he from plays to movies. I got to go see it. And then that scene is what kind of like left extremely bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, and it's because of my personal attachment to this like, you know, what happened with me and my family. And I was just like, but I don't like to see black women go through this. And I I, I don't mm-hmm. personally find anything like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it just left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: And it gets worse because he has a track record of angry black women or abusive, backgrounds for his character Mm -hmm. just with his Mm -hmm. first two movies diary of a mad black woman and medea's family reunion you have enough emotional verbal abuse and trauma and specifically with medea's family reunion you have like a matrilineal dysfunction Mm -hmm. where her mother was evil and her mother was evil and the dysfunction she brought into her house fucked up her two daughters just, mm-hmm. just to give a little memo for people who don't remember Medea's family reunion. Um, where do I start? So, Victoria, the mother, she is pimping out her daughter to be with her abusive husband. And she's telling her just go through the marriage because she wants to be taken care of financially. So, she's trying to push her daughter to marry somebody who's already beating the shit out of her. And with her firstborn she pimped her daughter out to her second husband so she was allowing her daughter to be sexually abused just for the family can have financial stability
1: Uh so where you have
0: one daughter who always had people making decisions for her cannot stand up for yourself you have another daughter who's like a rape victim by her stepfather who can't trust men and i'm like why do we have this because i don't think none of his movies especially in the beginning I don't know so much now I don't think so I've seen acrimony and shit I don't think he take care of the nuances to talk about mental health instead I'm just use trauma for the drama Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about this consistency of trauma porn and rage to illustrate black womanhood because I'm like what are you trying to teach us other than to be humble and have forgiveness in our hearts when you constantly put these women in these situations And don't even talk about the actual mind and evolving from that space.
2: So let me jump in real quick about forgiveness. People automatically assume, and especially the way Tyler Perry focuses on forgiveness, they make forgiveness seem like now that, okay, you did this horrible thing to me. And now we're gonna be friends because I forgive you because the Lord told me to. And that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness isn't you did this, it was bad, I forgive you, I forget. No, forgiveness is a not full absolvement. It's you're no longer harboring energy towards that. So there are people in my life. That have done me wrong because again, this is this is life. And instead of being, well, you know what? I forgive you. And you know, crossing the side inside the face, like, I forgive you because the good Lord Jesus sent me here to forgive you, despite how often you wronged me. No, what it is is hey, I forgive you because I'm not trying to harbor this energy towards you. Because if I harbor this energy towards you, there's a proverb that says that. Um, anger is like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick. Mm -hmm. So forgiveness is saying, hey, this is poison. I'm going to set this down over here and I'm going to remember not to drink it. So now I'm not sick anymore. And if you were the one who gave me the poison, I'm not focusing on that. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to keep pushing that poison on me. Right. So that's why I have a problem with how he paints forgiveness. How lots of people, especially in the black church, paint forgiveness. They paint it as if you have to be on speaking terms with the person who did you wrong. And the problem with that is it opens you up to be continually abused. It continues that cycle of abuse, number one. Number two, It it makes the, it makes the victimized person feel guilty the person who was victimized in the situation because now you're not only carrying the burden of what someone else did you're carrying the burden of the of guilt that you didn't forgive them the way you think you should and that's not that's unhealthy and that it's damaging tough. and one of my major problems with Tyler Perry His interpretation, the black church's interpretation of forgiveness is that, okay, I forgive you, let's hug it out. No, I forgive you, but as Jesus commands me, I'm going to still love you, but I'm going to love you from a distance. I don't wish you no wrong. I want you to be living your best life, but you're not going to be living your best life around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was how I feel about the forgiveness overall. And I definitely set my piece. But so then what do you all feel about the trauma porn and rage that's used as almost a kind of. It's built as an essential building block for the creation of a black woman. It's almost as if he Tyler Perry says, in order for you to be a black woman, you have to go through this trauma. How do you all feel about that?
3: Uh I mean, I think it's bullshit because I feel like no other women of different race have to go through trauma to be loved and to be respected. And it just feels like that's something. Oh, black women are built for this. Black women are strong. I hate that narrative Ooh, hate so this. much because as a sensitive black woman, that's, um, you know, I am not built for trauma. And all the trauma that I went through is I had to, years of um, trying to figure myself out and figure out my relationship with men and and could I trust men and, you know, there was a lot of of healing. It was a healing process. So Mm -hmm. at this stage of my life, anytime I see that narrative of any type of content that I'm watching or reading and black women are built for this, that's a fucking lie and it's a disservice to all the little black girls. that think they have to go through just traumatic things in order to be a strong black woman. And it doesn't give any space for the little sensitive black girl that's, you know, that don't know how to handle this. So, yeah, I I hate it. I absolutely hate it.
2: Yeah, I, I will say this. It's, one, you're not the only sensitive black girl here. I am a marshmallow, but I've gone through the fire. So I'm a crunchy marshmallow. So So you come at me crazy, you're going to catch this fire, you're going to catch this crunch. You know, I might give you a crunchy top, but at the same time later, I'm going to be like all gooey Mm -hmm. in my husband's arms like... (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is yeah, that's me too. Yes. <laughs> me. um
2: I also feel like it it when you all paint it stretch it out like that, it seems like it's a carryover of racist archetypes that started during slavery. Mm-hmm. Because when they took the when they took children from black mothers well, they're like animals. They don't feel that same maternal bond humans feel. Or, um, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but modern, modern gynecology actually started by a slave owner doing experiments on slave women. And he didn't use any anesthetics, nothing. He just was going because, oh, okay, they're strong. They can handle it. Black pe- people... Were bred to be strong. So there's always this whole thing of Black people are stronger. And for some reason, the Black community took that racist archetype and they only kept it when it comes to Black women. Because I don't think that it is that Black women are these hyper strong, superhuman strength characters. What I think it is, is that we've had to force ourselves to adapt. And that's why I said I'm a marshmallow. Like, I'm naturally sweet, happy, gooey marshmallow. But I've been through this, and I've been through that, and I've been through the other. And each time, each scar, my skin's gotten tougher. So Mm -hmm. it's not that I came into this world, you know, brassy and sassy. I had to embrace me, love me, and then I'm forcing that energy out of me, almost like a force field. Like this is who I am, and if that force field's too strong for you, well, it is what it is. Because I had to, I had to evolve to be this way. I had to go through what I had to go through to be here, and I'm not going to let you make make me feel ashamed. Of the person I had to become because of what I had to go through. Right. And what others have done to me.
3: Right. Trey, what do you think?
0: It's one thing to grow from adversary and it's another to just make that shit seem like a required rite of passage.
1: hmm Because
0: mm-hmm. he consistently does it. I understand that. Back in the day, as a kid, he had watched and listened to the women in his life go through things, and those were his inspiration. Those were the women he was talking to. Those are the women he illustrates. But I'm like, bruh, been how many years? Are you still doing that shit?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He's not growing. I don't know.
0: And at some point, it just felt like it's a gimmick. 'Cause even with one of his his recent films like Acrimony, this woman was just mental was just angry and then he tried to rationalize it by saying it's mental health issues as if to touch on that because that's the modern terminology we're going with because we're more aware of it. We're not gonna actually dive deep into mental health issues. I'm just gonna use this to finally rationalize the rage that I've been fueling in all these women I've illustrated throughout the years. And it just feels played out. And even while I was researching and thinking about movies that he that ha- has done, I think of, why did I get married? And just seeing all those multitude of characters that had so much issues, and I'm like, why does this have to be our constant representation?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like you had Sheila played by Jill Scott. She's overweight, and she gets on the plane to go on a couples retreat with her husband, and her best friend was invited, and she's too big to sit in one seat. So the flight attendant said, "You need to take two of these seats." They had three tickets. And her husband looked at her like, "Well, don't look like I'm gonna get up."
3: Man, that scene! Yes. Oh my. <laughs> God, um, and he
0: made her drive. Yes, yes. He booed up with her friend. I'm like, but why the? <laughs> why we gotta have these same kinds of shit over and over and over? Again? It feels emotionally exhausting that you're gonna get beaten down and trodden by a black man at that. It's always at the hand of a black man at that. Mm-hmm. And then another black man's gonna come up and be the bomb to your wound, and then you will heal. And then you become a better, softer, smoother woman after peeling off that exterior. Well, like Kimberly, at least an angry black woman, she had to let go and be soft and let this other man in, rather than just hold off and internalize her anger from the last man. And then Sheila, she like physically trimmed off the weight that was holding her back and making her insecure with the help of her new man. I'm like... (sighs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm like, what is is the message to black women with what you're saying? Is this like our perversion of a fairy tale? Like, I don't get it. I don't connect to it. So after a while, I have mentally checked out. Like, even with his house of pain, at one point, this one character, I forgot her name, but she was like, the wife. Of the family, you know, wife of the family,
3: and she was kind of dysfunctional. Yeah, she had a a drug problem, right?
0: Yes, I don't know. Yeah, it was the nephew.
2: It was okay, so it was the Payne family, and like that was the aunt and uncle, and then their nephew, his wife had a crack problem, and then they had a son, and he, his son. Married his girlfriend and they had a dysfunctional relationship. The baby, their baby died. Like it was just, it was it was a lot. So you're talking about oh, I could. It was a light skinned nephew. Mm-hmm. His yeah, wife. Calvin. Calvin. Yep. Was it or was Calvin the son?
0: Or oh, man, Calvin He might
2: have been the, was the son. Calvin, Calvin,
3: Calvin was,
0: was the son. Cj was the nephew. There it was. I wanted yeah. to call
2: him Chris. I don't know why.
0: And then CJ had like the dysfunctional ass wife who was there, who wasn't there. I don't know if they were going through a divorce and so she was out the picture and then she was drugged out and then they was getting back together and then some other, it's like she was like the catalyst on nearly a lot of their problems. And I'm like, yo, I can't sit through another movie, another show, where black women is the catalyst of hardship. We're the harbinger of death.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I swear. Even because,
2: because with CJ, with his wife, who, they found, I think they found out she had a drug problem because she almost, because he was a firefighter. Did she almost burn down the house? Mm-hmm. I think he did burn down the mm-hmm. house. And then with the, um, with the, with Calvin, with his wife, the baby, I think, died of smoke inhalation. Or something like that, because yeah. there was like some sort of fire there too. So, first off, how many fires are you having in your home? Secondly, why, why are black women in the harbinger of death? Why? And just kind of to go back to what you had mentioned, I had never seen Why Did I Get Married? And you were describing that scene with Jill Scott. First of all, Jill Scott is
3: gorgeous. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous, and
0: the and for her, I don't know if that was her first movie role, but it was like a prominent movie role. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what you gonna do to jail, though? I would right. read that
3: script and be like, absolutely not,
0: and <laughs> <laughs> walked out. Right. I think
2: the not right. <laughs> Here is what burned me because I, I had checked out a minute after you had described the scene, the whole thing where her her husband made her get off and drive. Yes, My... get off the plane. Yep. My dad, the man of the cloth, as rigid as they come. I I get a lot of my personality from my father. I am my father's child. And the way my father is, God comes first, his wife is second. And the reason and he'll tell everybody because the Bible says that my wife is the only person that I am one with. I don't care what you say to my father or what you do to my father. As long as it's not against my, if it's against him, you, you know what, he'll handle it with grace. But if it's against my mother, you can't tell that man anything about my mother. Mm-hmm. He He will go to the mat over my mother. And so that's, when I see a marriage or when I think of marriage, that is what I expect. Right. So for me, I'm blessed. That's what I have. Because Shamari and I, again, we're a new, we're a newlywed couple. Still, it's been through; it's not even been three years yet. But Shamari has had to go to the mat for me, time after time. And now, folks, know Tiffany Shamari is one word. Mm-hmm. So to hear a man,
1: a to husband, hear, to
2: see a, a not take care of his wife, and not only that, but like wound her. Mm-hmm that sent me through the roof. That's why I didn't say anything because I was like I was so angry and I didn't even see the movie. I just heard you retell it. And it just you stood before God and your loved ones and said that right there that is the woman who I am joining my soul with for the rest of eternity. And then you want to call her fat and kick her off a plane and have an that's even before we get because obviously if you could do all that you can cheat on her. So that's before we get into the cheating. But to break her down and to wear at her personhood, I'll be honest.
0: I'd much rather you cheat. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> because like because you drag down myself and see, nigga, just
1: cheat. Right. <laughs>
2: well, and, well, and I know my husband's never going to cheat, so I'm not worried about it. But here's the way I feel about it. If you're cheating on me, the problem is you. Mm-hmm. But if you wear it my mentality like that, you can make me think that the problem is me. And here I am. Not only trying to fulfill my role as wife to you, but I'm wondering why I'm not good enough for you. Girl, And I'm questioning whether or not I'm holding my covenant with the Lord in the right light. Mm, no.
0: Girl, no. Girl, you know, no. No. Tyler Perry movie. Like, <laughs> picture it. Jill Scott. Just... She's thicker mm-hmm. than she normally is thick. And I'm like, I know you didn't put this beautiful thick ass woman to be in this tragic ass role. So she's in the car. She's like, I'm driving through these mountains to fix my marriage. And so she Girl, and left herself him. to go up the mountaintop to save her marriage after her husband told her that he wasn't getting off this plane for her fat behind.
2: Who I And you I left him on the plane. I would have drove to the nearest resort. I would have got my nails, my feet done, cried to a bottle yeah. of wine, mm-hmm.
3: read some stuff. And got the divorce papers. <laughs> He'll be seeing them divorce papers when he come back from the trip. They
2: would have been on the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. signed these. Exactly.
3: Yeah, that, that scene definitely made me so upset. And I was just like, I don't understand his point in these movies. Like, <laughs> I was just over it i i did see a lot of his movies in the beginning because after the um what's it called the diary of mad black woman i was like okay well i didn't really care for that one but i'm gonna give him a chance because let's be honest there's not a lot of black directors in hollywood so i tried Mm -hmm. to support the one that was making the most movies and at that time it seemed like tyler Perry was just pumping them out And so I was like, I'm going to go see it. And every single one. And why did I get married was probably, I wouldn't say the worst one, Diary of Matt Black one was probably the worst one for me. But why did I get married made me look at marriage so differently. Like I was like, I don't know if I ever want to get married. It made me look at black men differently because all the stuff that I went through and my mom went through were black men. So it was just like, it was connecting this, it was connecting the dots for me. And I was like, I don't want to become like, I don't like black guys because of these movies and my personal situations, but he was not helping. Like, he Mm -hmm. was, oh my God. I was like, Angela and like how he portrayed her as this loud woman. I was just like. Okay, so what if she's loud? I got aunties that are loud, but it does, the the storyline, no, right?
2: I'm the loud auntie. I can be
3: loud <laughs> when you know I got a couple drinks in me. So there ain't nothing wrong with being loud. So I was just like, is he trying to say that this is a bad thing that she's loud? But like
0: yes, that's as if they were just milking the ghetto loud black woman uh-huh. who always mad. Marcus, 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 Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, like, that woman is literally typecast to be the same character. Mm Mm-hmm. And literally no matter what movie she plays. And even watching her, it's like, yo, she's so vile that you make Marcus look innocent. Yes. Because Marcus had had an affair. He even slept with somebody. And he thinks that he had STI from sleeping around with his baby mama. But come to find out, Angela's the reason that he got an STI. She's like, I got it from so so I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, And God. I burned you. And then he chokes her out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then the woman Tyler Perry is with, she got a tube tied secretly because she didn't want to have another baby.
3: Okay, uh,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: and then he felt so portrayed. Like, we supposed to talk about this. We married. And she's like, but it's my body, and
2: I'm like, low key. They should have talked. As a married woman, you do need to talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's your say. Like, what I do, like Shamari already knows that. What I do with my body, that's up to me. Now we have agreed to certain recourse. Like, if we go into some- get into certain circumstances, we are. Um, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering because I'm still I'm. I'm still mad about that scene with Joe Scott and I got another point that I wanna make. Like you all don't understand, like I am I'm so mad I'm sweating right now. Like I'm just, but um but Oh I lost my train thought real quick. What was I gonna say? We're
0: talking about babies.
2: Oh yeah. But like so Shamari already knows that like we, we have these plans and he knows at the end of the day it's what I'm comfortable with. So really, I just like, you know, you just have to have that open relationship and that or that open communication within the relationship. And while we're still on this, I know I keep harping on Jill Scott's situation, her character in the situation. But did you say that at the end, she loses weight? Yes. What's
0: yes. her, uh, her other chocolate mm-hmm. She stays in the mountains. So, so, wait, she, she can't be fat, black, and happy? Nope. I mean, she was still thick, but she wasn't as thick. Like, she had a fat suit on. Like, no.
3: Oh, yeah, she suit. sure did.
0: And so, at the end, they took the fat suit off. So, she was just thick, thick, Jill Scott. Titties up, perky. You know, the one who does blowjobs on microphones. i be saying the internet with to me, too. I was like, well, <laughs> goddamn
2: how you I hold quite, it. like okay, we do this? Right. This is, gotcha, I'm gonna try it next
0: time. <laughs> oh, she's spitting on it?
2: Oh yes.
3: I was show oh, them yeah. how it's done, bitch. Yes, I was <laughs> so here for that video. <laughs>
0: I'm like he 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 did a little ski ski on your face, but you gonna wipe it off and you gonna put it in your mouth.
3: Yeah, and you and he's gonna, gonna oh, lick oh, it, oh. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that shit. I'm like, my screen getting a little warm.
2: I'm gonna say, okay, senpai. right? <laughs> 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 like,
0: um, men were sweating. Bull is watching that video.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I just and, and can we also stop with the narrative? That in order for a woman to achieve happiness, period, not even romantically, but this is what we're talking about. But just a woman, of, can we stop with the narrative that in order for a woman to find happiness, she can't be fat, right? Because some people just fat, mm-hmm. it is not okay, with it. exactly. Like, one of my favorite, one of my favorite fatties right now is Lizzo, and oh, I, love Lizzo. I bet you. Lizzo can run my can run circles around me because she twerk, play the flute, sing. She's in the gym constantly and she's still fat. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she
0: ain't never flat, never,
2: never ever. So like, and she happy. Mm-hmm. Her Instagram name is Lizzo Be Eating. I saw
1: that and I'm like, I know this bitch did not. <laughs> yes, yeah, she, she did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I <see Lizzo.
2: laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I just. It, that's, I just wanted to say that, like, kill the narrative that women, especially black women, have to lose weight to be happy because Lizzo, Jill Scott, they are fat, they are black, and they are happy, and they have more money than most of these ashy Negroes who have a problem with the fact that they fat. Right. Great. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm sorry i've been trying not to rant but y'all got me we all have like a, don't we all have a glass of
3: wine right now
1: yeah i, I sip my let, let's all take a sip girl
2: i'm at Ooh. the tequila <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: i had no I got
2: my vodka in the freezer <laughs> oh
3: nice cold vodka
2: oh girl yeah it's a berry one too i pour it with Ooh, some pepsi um mm-hmm.
0: I'm on my last glass of wine. My bottle is empty. What's left in this cup is it. I kind of want to open the
3: 18th. I mean. (laughs) I'm always going to say, yes, girl, do it. Do do never. If we go out together, do not say, should I get another drink? I will always say yes.
0: I'm I'm, I'm a peer pressure when it comes to drinking when I go out. Because I'm like, I'm trying to have fun. You're not gonna kill the vibe. Yes. You're take the drink.
2: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know my favorite spot to go to on Wednesday nights has dollar vodka cocktails while supplies last, and there's a karaoke bar. Oh, I love karaoke bars. Oh Do my you gosh! Know, first off, four dollars and I'm good. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's That's
2: actually great. four bars in one. So four dollars and I'm good because. I, that, that's where my tolerance is <laughs> I go and I watch them sing karaoke I talk mad stuff if I feel like starting on folks I'm going to sing Love Like You from Steven Universe and then when it's <laughs> 11 o'clock I go over to the EDM bar because again it's four bars in one uh-huh. and girl get to hula hooping and bouncing white girl dancing <laughs> I just have so much fun wow. look I mean, shout out
3: to the black girls that white girl dance, because I am one of those black girls that white girl dance, okay? And we exist, and we, (laughs) I just can't do everything. You
2: just don't care. Yes. You just be jumping up and down and wiggling, and you just... Like, I'll black girl dance, but then I'll get tired, and I'll just be bouncing and wiggle, That and shit then. is, like, actual,
3: like, cardio when you black girl dance, bro. You busting a sweat, your cheeks get hot, mm-hmm. you twerking, it. it's just a lot. My cheeks just gonna be
0: hot. You <laughs> <laughs> know what bothers me, let me, let let me, write this, this little sad story, but what bothers me when it's people already fucked up, and it's not even 10 o'clock,
3: Oh, but you got people
0: who are already white girl dance, but you not even buzz. Maybe want you to white girl dance with them, but you still, you know, that bougie bitch that don't want to talk to nobody. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Can't you I'm, see I'm still sober, right? <laughs> like <just> ten minutes.
0: <laughs> That's my thing when I'm in the bar. Like I'm not there yet, and your ass trying to rub off on me. I have one white girl. I don't know why every time we go to the bar and I'm with my group of black friends, like the white girls smell us. Like, I smell chocolate and cocoa butter. Let's go hang out with the niggas. and so <laughs> chocolate and it, It's like that. Yes, it's like
2: when that. You, it's like,
0: when you have black men with you, they're like, I smell big black dick. Let's go hang out with the <laughs>
2: like, it's, It is like that. It is like that. Because, like, sorry to detract real quick, but, like, I have a friend who's, like, really – he's a really – attractive black guy, like, dark-skinned black guy, and every time you go out with him, especially to that bar I was talking about, the white girls, shroom, like, where do you yeah. come from? It's they like, they come BBD. from the walls.
0: They can smell BBD. They like bats. Yep. Like, crap yep. like, hey, y'all. I could twerk, too, but they were already fucked up, and so, this woman, of course, because black girl bodies are really fat she's talking about me and my cousin, at mm-hmm. the titty, so we both got fat asses He's like I wish I had a booty like you and me I'm not there yet so I'm already mean mug and so <laughs> she was kind of dance white girl dance titty to titty to me and I'm looking at her <laughs> like bitch and then she said you know she looked like she will punch me in the face and I'm like bitch I'm glad you caught the vibe <laughs> I'm glad
1: you
2: caught the vibe <laughs> I'm as long as you know
1: <laughs> like,
0: let me get the drinks in. Let me be at your level before you come at me. Don't come at me prematurely because I'm not friendly at that. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: a titty rub Yes, titty rub thing. Like titty to titties bouncing and like. And I'm like, I don't oh, do that.
2: No, keep your titties to yourself. I'm, like, so, let, I'm
0: sorry. Let me be white girl wasted to get to that point.
2: I I have been white girl wasted before. Like I've never blacked out. And I've only gotten sick once, and that was because I worked in a restaurant. And like, my I had once you work a certain amount of hours, you're supposed to get breaks. But like, he wouldn't my boss wouldn't let me get a break. I um, he wouldn't let me get my meal because you can have one meal on the clock, it's 50% off. He wouldn't let me get my on the clock meal even if I stayed there to eat and I had a party to go to. So I went, got white girl wasted, came home. And I was laying in the bed and the whole room went sideways. I'm like, I never went that far. Really? It's because I didn't eat. No. You have
0: to... Drea eats and she have water bottles on stack. Drea's like the den mother. Even in
3: college, you have no moment like that.
0: You know what? I commuted, so it's not like I stayed in the area.
3: Oh, okay. I stayed in a dorm. So, yeah.
0: like, hey, y'all. Key, key, key.
1: I gotta catch that metro. I gotta go home. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stay over
0: here. But, you know... I've gotten drunk, but anytime I've gotten drunk is always with my brother. I don't know what's with him and his homies. No, these niggas drink. That's why. They drink hard-ass, dark-ass liquor. They will pick Hennessy. They will have duvet. And I hate all of that shit, but mama ain't raised no bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get fucked up. She said
2: Hennessy, and it reminded me of the last time I had went to that bar. There's another bar. It's like actually like a strip of bars. And we went from the one with four because one of my girls, had went to the one next door. So I left and went there to say bye. And of course, we ended up dancing. And there was this little, real little short girl. It was her birthday. She had a bottle of Hennessy. And she wanted to pour some in my mouth. And I was, you know, I was Dry the boat. So I did. But she, well, the problem was, she was so short. I oh. it was like, on my chin. <laughs> Had like, I had propose to
0: propose and get on one knee just to get a drink,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, I had to like propose to her like, "Will you intoxicate me?" <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that was fun. her is not. Let's <laughs> <continue>. <laughs>
0: Where are we
3: at? Like okay.
0: Oh, I'm a fast forward through the shit. I will get to the most important parts. Like
3: no writers' truth.
0: Yes. So. <laughs> like, like what? like him not having a writer's room like y'all, every, everybody who listens to this shit you probably have seen that clip of, I'm about to say R. Kelly Lord bless my <laughs> Tyler Perry with his camera showing like about 16 scripts that he wrote in like a matter of months by himself <laughs> He's like, I do this by myself, you know the moral of the story is work ethic, and I'm like but nigga, that's why your story's been tired since House of Pain
2: okay so I started laughing because in my mind I'm like he ain't write all of them scripts he wrote one script and then wiped out at half the pages and then went back and filled in the blanks <laughs> like it was Mad Libs <laughs> I can totally see him
3: doing something like that he ain't writing all that
0: <laughs> like an adjective a verb <laughs> 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 yeah, trying to switch it up
1: That's this hilarious. black
2: woman was shuffles around the bucket Abused by <laughs> couples around and ex, we've around. Lover, we should, all right. This next we should do that work. shit. We should make a Tyler Perry. Yes. <laughs> a Tyler oh, Perry Madly. God,
3: that is so fun. We should do it.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> a Tyler Perry Madly. Oh Look
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so okay, so we're gonna do this. Followers, if you interact with us on social media, on Twitter, Afropuff at Afro Puffs and Magic, because Afropuffs and Bubblegum is too long. On Instagram, Afropuffs and Bubblegum, and of course on Facebook, Afropuffs and Bubblegum. And we will get a Tyler Perry mad lib going with your help. Oh, this would be the greatest Tyler Perry script. To have ever been copy pasted.
0: Are y'all gonna be petty enough and tag his ass on Instagram like look Ooh.
2: what we did, bro? You Ooh. know, I hope none you of us hope to
3: get you a job with him.
1: Oh
2: gosh, no, I'm I'm honestly I'm I know it sounds terrible, but I'm not. But then again, his writer's room post shows that he's not trying to work with us. Right, and true. And we just, like, right. the three of us, I mean, like, other black people. He's not trying to work with us within the creative sense as, when it comes to the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. He wants us on the screen. He wants our faces. He doesn't want our minds. He doesn't want our experiences. He right. wants the experiences that he wants for us and our faces behind it. That's it. That's all. Because honestly I really believe that when he started he was about the community he was for the community that's why Medea was so dynamic because everybody have somebody like Medea in their family mm-hmm. pray for my future children and all other progeny because that will be me uh- <laughs> I'm halfway
0: there. again. Clack clack.
2: What you mean, Gammy? I'm go go. Um, I think that's actually an African way of saying grandma. I forget which culture, but yeah, go go. So I'm, a host, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, like he, that's what. But that was important because these are real characters. And the traumas that he had on screen, he talked about them. He didn't show them. And mm-hmm. that was important because a lot of people were saying, um, it's good that he did this because these things happen. And yes, it does. But here's where the problem is. He talks about them, but he doesn't address the problem.
0: That's
2: he doesn't say, problem. he doesn't say, hey, men. Let's be better. Hey, men, don't abuse. Hey, women, you've gone through this trauma. Here's how you heal from it. He just runs with
0: it. I don't think he has the nuances or the range to talk about that, though. And I'm sick of men who makes profit off of only talking to about half of the population. Yes. Like, how the hell mm-hmm. you have a whole career only addressing women?
3: Right, and as a black man, I would think that you would be able to, you know, give some type of advice or show that, like, hey, let's do better as black men to our black women. But it's never like that, really. Like,
0: where's the Red Table Talk for men? Or does Jada Pinkett Smith got to heal everybody? Where is the Anyala? Diana. <laughs> Where is that? Fix your life. Where is that? Who is that? Right. I'm we got Steve Harvey talking dressing the women. You got Tyler Ooh. Perry addressing exclusively women. Like, why? And then I'm like, baby, who told you that you have the right to address us? Because looking at sisters, I don't
1: think you do.
2: <laughs> you don't. Know, and it's always the craziest stuff. Like, well, you know, a man's going to appreciate your natural beauty, so this is how you do makeup. Or, uh, he's going to love to play with your hair. Your hair is a virtue, but it needs to be real and it can't have colors and it can't be like it, it has to be natural beauty but it has to have a good curl too and you know, don't straighten it up because that's the white man's thing but you know, just make sure it's not nappy. Like
1: Right. What, and then, the
0: then of hotels, of are talking about who would show pictures like this is what the natural looks look like like they don't know what a highlighter is like that bitch got face done.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, face beat. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous.
0: That's that's highlighter right there right she (laughs) baked a little bit bit, right
2: her eyebrows done (laughs) right my eyebrows naturally bushy i don't know about y'all
3: oh i I have thick eyebrows yes i don't art shit i don't like pain i don't i don't
0: care i don't think beauty equals pain so i don't go through that shit
2: so are you used to doing myself but then I got lazy and now all of a sudden it's in. And I remember like a couple of years ago, I had sent my mom a picture of my eye makeup. I had th- done this like really intricate black and white eye makeup. And she was like, oh, did you get your eyebrows done? They look nice. And I'm like, these are the eyebrows you gave me. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I tried to thread my own chin. That shit was painful. I'm like, fuck this shit. Give me the nair. slap, mm-hmm. slap."
2: Girl. No, I'll, just, I'll
0: just be fucking I, chin I- hairs. <laughs> I can't do it. My hairs are too fine, so it slipped through the tweezers. So it's like you're plucking it five times just to get it out.
2: Who uses tweezers? I just be grabbed.
0: <laughs> you grab it. It's too fine. I tell slipped. it's,
2: it's really Mine it's is everything. really fine too, but like I can't. I'm determined. And I've, I've done a lot of craft work in my life. Well, you all remember, like I have made those props for the wedding that we ended up mm-hmm. not using. So like I'm really good with fine motor skills. So that's why I don't mind like using my nails and you know, and it always comes around when it's that time of the month, it's just like chin hair. And I'm like, why? Nobody wants you. (laughs) I'm not about to be rubbing beards on my husband. He's (laughs) silly. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's not that bad. Right. If I don't pick it, you're not going to see it. But still.
3: You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but for me, it's my eyebrows. My eyebrows grow back so thick. And so, like, I, I don't like paint either, Jay. So I go every two or three months. But when I go, like, the ladies are always like, when was the last time you were here? And i be like, I know, I know, it's bad. It is usually, like, ten times worse because I have so much hair. And my, my hair is not fine. My hair is very thick and course and my eyebrows are really like straight and dark so I feel mm-hmm. all that shit and I'm just like I hate this and I'm like two seconds from just saying fuck it I'm growing hair everywhere bro I got like one one piece of hair on my on my stomach and it's so long it is so dark and it's so <laughs> thick and I have to cut that shit every two months I was like why it's so weird and I'm like you know what Aaron still love me anyway. I love myself. I don't care about right. You. Right?
2: Then,
0: Like My man going to get this carpet burden
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, well, hello.
2: Yes. Hey, look, the last time I shaved my legs was because I went to a water park. <laughs> and that was what, in December? I got my winter coat still in. That stuff grew back. I mean, I'm like, look, as long as you ain't got more hair than me, and I, I don't. I really don't. I, shared
1: I mean,
0: once and I just felt too naked, like the sheets was just cuddling me on a whole different level. I'm but like, I like Ooh. that. Uh uh-uh. uh. It just felt like my blanket, like, hey, girl,
1: I what? Like, uh- <laughs> like wiggity woman, yeah. she's coming for that. Hey. Party. Like, it's too close. you
2: want, baby. <laughs> I'm like, what I need am resistance. You silly! It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> not chocolate. I don't think you can really see it, but that's the benefit of not being light skinned.
2: That is true. Don't <laughs> <laughs> see that shadow from a distance,
1: like man.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Well, it depends on who you ask whether or not I'm light skinned. I really don't care. But you, you, you can see my hair when I have body hair. You like an exception I of would like consider you, you on
3: it. a lighter end, I would definitely say you're light skinned, but you know, like you said, it depends on who you act. So some people, you know,
2: girl, that mess don't even It matter don't
3: matter. Exactly I'm like exactly, black I'm black. Like, exactly. <laughs> I said like, we all black though, so it's all it's all good. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so
1: while we talk about black folks getting back on this negative power So can we not get on him? <laughs> no, I'm tired.
0: Li- <laughs> like when they when they aired it out that he has a son, he was sick.
1: What you say, Jane? I mean,
0: like Tyler Perry has a son, so when I found out that he had a kid, I'm like, he's girl, <laughs>
3: this is news to me. This man has a son. Yeah, he's like
0: this. doing the Drake. He's hiding the world from his son. <laughs> girl.
3: We ain't never seen this baby, but apparently, yeah.
0: It's a baby? I mean,
3: I'm sure the toddler by now. But, you know. <gasps> what? He had sex with a woman? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Get <out>. Girl, stop. <laughs> you said he Don't just was a like donated it. sperm, girl.
1: Girl, nah.
0: No. <laughs> Talk, I think he had a quote unquote girlfriend. I'm like, you had sex out of web box?
1: Right,
2: ooh, because he really be tearing apart single mothers in his stuff. Uh, like, and uh, he man? made one.
1: I'm yep. Like, out here getting women pregnant
0: and you didn't marry Medea. It's like all the Christian values just pulled up and I'm like, mm. uh, you know, uh, it's uh, more uh. or less a guy and you got slipped up. Where you, like, you know, usher and you got, you know, like, got caught up. Keeps up, flip it. <laughs> hey, man, what the hell, like, doing? That's what it made for. <laughs> Probably. I
3: can see that.
2: <laughs> but see, that's what gets me, though. Because you have men who, you know, again, like Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey, um, you know, that try to protect the virtuousness of wom- of black womanhood. And then they have these guys in the world who just out there parroting that mess that I actually find to be mentally abusive, but we'll get to that in a minute. And they're out here like, oh, you need to be virtuous, but let me go ahead and get these pumps in. And then like they're like, oh, I'm not dating a woman with a child, but you just created a woman with a child. (laughs) Like, she didn't have a child before you, Mm. but -mm. now you're going to talk about man. And then you want to be on Facebook trying to make yourself look good in front of your new girl talking about some, let me see my son at 3 a.m. in the morning. Like, okay. why won't you let me see my son? Because you done left the son the past three months. Were you supposed to pick him up on weekends? First He's still of waiting all, to go to his little league game. What are you doing? First
0: of all, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> in the motherfucking morning. Your son only seen the back of his eyelids. Get the fuck off my phone. Right. I post, 11, <laughs> 11 p.m. Let me see. So, nigga, if you call me that late, I'm gonna cut your ass out. Mm-hmm. I ain't
1: answering.
0: <laughs> first, g- girl, you're right. I probably would. I'll ha- answer, hang up just to decline the phone. Right. <laughs> Throw my phone across the room. Wake up, mad, wondering why my phone
2: shattered. <laughs> and the first ones be like, I take care of my son, beating on their chest, and I was like, you bought him Jordans once, fool, girl.
0: Brought him- <laughs> you brought your infant Timberlands.
2: And he gonna
3: grow out of it like fucking two months or shit.
0: (laughs) Tomorrow, right?
3: (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) But I'm in the wrong size. Let me stop. Yes. Obviously, not all baby daddies are like this. This is obvious, but um, it is it is a prevalent sight that a lot of women I know of who do have. Children and aren't with the children's fathers. It's it's what they it's what they
0: go through. Yep. Oh, but the question before we got caught up that yes, Tyler Perry's the father now. Do you think he's really doing this shit for the culture or for his own ego? Because I was reading, I was watching an interview, and how he responded to the responses of his grand opening of his studio and he's like, I feel so humble. People said this means so much to them to see something like this happening, but you ain't got nobody in your writer's room. You had a problem when writers were unionizing. So are mm-hmm. you really trying to do this for the culture or do you just need to be the face of it? Mm. Do you need to be the one that has to be groundbreaker? Do you, are you trying to immortalize your name or are you trying to be, do something that benefits the black community?
3: I do think at this point in his career, it's for him. I feel that in the beginning, he wanted to uh, tell stories, black stories that are often overlooked or viewed as not worthy of being in cinema. And for that, I think he started off in a good place. I think when he started Mm -hmm. to get money, recognition, recognition, and everything else that came along with fame, um, it started to, well, I'm not going to break this formula, this is what makes me money, and I am not going to grow as a character, or grow as a person, and I'm not going to put on these other black artists and writers that can, you know, give nuances to our, to our story, because it's not just one black story. And he's only telling the same black stories, and he doesn't care about giving other people voices. What about the the nerdy black people out in the world? The, I'm telling the, you right, like what about those Is people?
1: Nerdy black
3: people, right? Well, <laughs> just mind blown. <laughs> there's nerdy black people. So yeah, I, I think at this point it's for his bottom line, and he's just worried about his money and his um, his name. And that's why he really don't care, give a fuck, about um, having a writer's room.
0: Girl, at this point, you know, I don't think he would ever touch nerdy black people, because I feel like with sisters, he just discovered gay people. (laughs) Like, you in Atlanta, you just discovered Peachtree?
3: He (laughs) he knew about it. He didn't know how to write it.
0: just the fact that in Sisters, if anybody watches it, I don't recommend. I've watched two episodes of it. It was kind of painful to sit through. It's like... It was
2: for that dude too.
0: (laughs) 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 Weirdness was a comedic effect. As in, this girl got a token gay friend who's like your token black girlfriend. Tell it what it is. Tell it like it is, but it's a man. And then... You have this other character. Her name? What's her name? Is Sabrina? She's dating someone, and she's like questioning his sexuality. And so, gay is a drama, and gay is a comedy.
1: I don't you like know. that,
0: girl. I don't, I don't either. either. I'm so bothered by it. So he might be bisexual. He might not. And but he also enjoys putting vaginal vibrators, dry vaginal vibrators, up his fucking booty hole. And I'm like, this is what we do doing, Tyler
2: gosh uh, that was the scene that was on social media and it was so cringy <laughs> and it was supposed to be cringy but like okay so but I not the funny cringe, way which... yeah right well you know what it was um fourth wall breaking cringe like it wasn't mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like hey look at what she's expect, what she's going through you should be cringing at what she's going through it's like no I'm not cringing at what she's going through I'm cringing at the fact that you thought the scene was okay right
0: like you thought this shit was funny He's like, go ahead, put it in. I'm like, you're going to put it in her? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, no.
2: But, like, who has sex like that? Like, let's be real. Who has sex? Where funny. one. Person?
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you no. taking it That's... dry, though? No, not just that, but the fact, wasn't she like fully clothed?
3: Yeah. Girl, you
2: know so, she's fully clothed with a whole naked man on her, Top
3: of her yeah. he's
2: not really like he didn't look aroused and you know I've been married a little while so I kind of know what an aroused man looks like and he didn't look aroused it looked like he was trying to do like a dare like go ahead go ahead fit in fit in and it's just like that's not do you know how to have the sex and it's not the <laughs> sex look like, I'm I'm awkward I am so awkward when I try She's to put like my husband
0: fire. like do you know what the sex is <laughs> <laughs> the vibrator did not go up the anus. <laughs> not that one,
2: and not without Louvre. Right. That's
3: right. I, I saw
0: that shit. I'm like, so much is here. Clearly, this man probably never been to a SAG store. You never did this shit. Why are you doing this for shits and giggles and laughs? I'm like, now we're laughing at by men for jokes. Right.
2: Well, and you know what? Some straight men like having their prostate. Like mm. massage. That. because that's a, cause that's a sensitive area so now okay. you're turning it into like a homophobic thing and right. like can you We're imagine bad. like being a man who is watching a show for whatever reason say you're with your friends whatever and they turn it on because it's a new tyler perry haven't you seen it <laughs> and you get to that scene and you're straight but you like prostate simulation or you're bi and now you're afraid that biphobia is going to, which is a real thing, which is, it angers me because bi people get it from straight folks and they get it from gay, gay folks. folks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, when do y'all need to realize, well, especially I get kind of annoyed when gay people have biphobia. It's like you don't understand that. Right. You're, for real. But anyway... So now you have these men out here who think that they're less than because they like what they like, and they're not. Sex mm-hmm. is a spectrum. There mm-hmm. are a variety of things that people like, and here you are choreographing it poorly and then making it seem like it's a it's a joke. And that's the other thing I didn't
0: like, is that Ziv to insinuate that black women are naturally biphobic because that is Sabrina's conflict. Is that she likes this man. And you thought the whole drama was going to be the fact that he has a son and a ba- crazy baby mama. No, the plot twist is he might actually like men too. What you going to do, sis?
3: And you know what? That was a criticism I had with the uh, uh Racial Insecure. Was uh, Molly's character having that big problem with uh, one of the guys she was dating uh, having one gay experience and he was like, Yeah, it was one and then, you know, but I like women now and like it was just too much emphasis on the fact that she was like, Well, I don't know, he might be gay and I don't want to deal with any type of gay guy or bi guy and I was just like, All right, Isa, like come on, like I, I'm I'm kinda over this narrative and I'm tired of like seeing this with like black women being so biphobic with you know just in media and then when i now that you're saying that that's happening that happened in sisters i'm just like i i don't i don't want to see that shit like that's not always the case for black women i don't give a fuck i don't
2: know if i got that far into oh
3: i'm so sorry tiffany (laughs)
2: that's okay no i was like i was saying i don't know if i got that far into insecure but did did she have somebody tell her like yo you're being ridiculous yeah it's uh isa okay Okay, as long as she had that balance, I'm kind of okay with that because they're addressing it. It doesn't sound like in Sisters, is addressing it. Because here's my thing. If I am a straight woman and I'm with the men... Hmm?
0: I don't know if they will address it. No, they won't. Because that's her whole drama. And I'm like, first of all, for a show... Then again, I thought the show was geared towards black millennials. So I'm like, yo, why is this how you want to direct this? You know, but then the actual storyline is about these black women and their love lives. So now you have all these black women and it's pretty much male centered vision.
2: That's because he doesn't he's not a black woman. He doesn't know what black women go through.
0: And that's it's just so irritating. Like, goddamn, I'm seeing one woman, two women with married men. You got that one with the possible bisexual man. I'm like, why is our narrative so male-centered? And then you want to bring this additional shit on top of it? Cancel it. Cancel.
2: But like, it. say okay, because I'm a I'm a straight woman. But like, say I'm in a relationship with a guy, and he and it's like been insecure. Oh well, I've had a good experience. Okay, well it doesn't matter. Do you love me? Are you with me? Cool. That's all that matters, right? So to make that like so, and that's why I I see what you're saying, Brittany, about insecure. But I think it's a positive turn because let's be honest, biphobia does exist in the black community. Homophobia, especially oh for biphobia. sure. So to. The difference between Insecure and Sisters is that in Insecure, you did have a character saying, girl, bye. And that's what we need. We need to, if we're going to show something that that's happens true. in the community, we need to have somebody who's going to be like, you being stupid right now. Like, you are electing to be obtuse, and I need you to grow and come out of that. But you and know then, what it was, though, with
3: Insecure? I think because she didn't learn from it. She yeah, Issa said mm. something, and but it was still she legit gave up that relationship because of it, Molly and that yeah, made me. Yeah, some
2: people are like that. Though. I like know. People Don't learn, like I work with the public on a daily basis. Grown folks do not learn. Mm-hmm. They do not. uh Um, have you ever seen people at self checkout? Computer <laughs> tells it what to do, and what people what to do. And they still get confused. And it's just like, <laughs> that's why I believe no matter how high they raise the minimum wage, they will always have cashiers. Because people can't figure out how... They don't learn how to use self-checkout. And they don't want to read. And telling them what to do. They don't want to read. They don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to learn. So that, yeah, Molly made a bad decision. But I think it was a highlight that she was making a bad decision. And... You know, acknowledging that because not everybody is going to be like, you know what, you're right. I need to grow as a person. Some people are going to be like, well, I'm up to so I'm electing to be so. Yeah, and they well, just in be, it.
0: I'm gonna be wrong, extra loud. <laughs> right, right,
2: not wrong and loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, I'm gonna start a new file because I was recording before we started, so I'm um. I'm ahead, so I'm going to stop this real quick.
0: I think we're almost done, though, technically. We,
2: went through most- we are almost done, but I think I only got like eight minutes left. Okay. okay. No, I have less than that, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop.
0: I'm a key we're going to... to... A key to
2: sync up. Yeah, okay, we're going to save this as... Well, this is music... I up some episode. I need a file for this. What is this? Five. Yep. Episode five.
3: Halfway.
1: Eight. <laughs> five. We're
2: gonna create that, and we're gonna save it in episode five. Saving. Yeah, I was serious when I said I was sweating. I was mad. Like. I'm about to come out this shirt, and I ain't got nothing else underneath. It's
1: <laughs> okay, we can't see you. <laughs> right,
2: y'all can't smell me either, because dear God, <laughs> I got <You're> visual. <laughs> well, no, it's there's no visual. I don't look sweaty. I just, I just smell sweaty. Okay, you got that lady sweat. Right. Well, not lady sweat. Not make it sound like it's from the the Poonanny, <laughs> poo nanny. sweating oh, right
1: now. Thank I you. Did-
0: as in, I call it lady sweat. I call my sweat lady sweat because it's not as thick as men's sweat. Mm-hmm. Men's sweat is like a heavy-ass J- ball. Girl. like girl. airy sweat. So it's not like musk.
1: Sweat. It's lady sweat. Right.
3: Yeah. The got musk. He's oh, like, my Look. God. Yes. Aaron, like, bruh. <laughs> He's not usually musty, but when he is... I was like, "Uh, did you shower today? Oh, I was about to get in there. I was like, well, you
2: need to get in there now.
0: I'm, I'm going to need you to skip. <laughs> yeah.
2: Shamari has always had um, hyperhidrosis. So he's actually extremely meticulous about how he smells in his body odor. Like, he does not allow himself to smell bad because he's, you know, mm-hmm. because it's hyperhidrosis. So he always sweats. But as soon as that, that, if he starts to get musty, he's like, nope, I'm shower right now. It doesn't matter if he has showered in the morning. If he sweat at night, he gonna shower in the, uh, more. Or he gonna shower in the morning again. Or if he showered like not like that. I mean, if he showers at night and he's sweat real bad during the night, he'll shower in the morning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He he will not allow himself to smell bad because he has it. to like I said get that early. Yeah. All right. So. Um, let's see, open up the dock again. or not opening it up. Oh, no, I'm not doing that because I got to do the recording. All right, so setting the timer. Wait, I'm going to record, press record first. I'm all out of sorts. All right, I'm going to press record first in three, two, one. Click. Starting the timer in three, two, one.
0: You know, when I first heard that alarm go off, I was about to go renounce all of Ice Cube, including Friday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know about Friday. <laughs> well,
2: Friday was amazing, like classic over there. <laughs> like even Friday? Oh gosh. So what's hilarious about Friday is I used to work in the food service industry. I worked in And it was, um, I worked with a predominantly black crew. And growing up, my parents would not let me watch anything that was hood because they didn't want me to think that that was the way, the only way black people could be. That we could only be hood, we could only be ghetto. So a lot of the black people movies that were out in the 90s, I didn't get to watch. So I went. No, the other day, no, not the other day. I think it was like last year, a year before, Shamari found out I hadn't seen Leprechaun. I hadn't seen Friday, any of the Fridays. Um, there's a couple other ones I hadn't seen. I had seen Coming to America, my parents. Let me see that. But um, so he had me watch Friday, and I was so mad because I realized that my entire time working at that one restaurant was. One long Friday reference. <laughs> everything everybody said almost was a Friday reference and I'm like,
3: What? No, you missed the opportunity. <laughs> like,
2: I, oh no, it's not I, the I worst missed now. opportunity. Right, it's like I get it now. So no, here's the worst missed opportunity. You
0: know what? So, no tea, no shade. I think you told this story
2: before. What the one about Craig? yes oh yeah <laughs> i think i did you know, but did we record that
1: story
0: existed. yes i think we did because we had a whole laugh how you
1: didn't say you ain't gotta
0: lie Chris.
2: <laughs> okay that <laughs> moment keeps me up at night do you know how many times i think about that in a week and i'm just like it was my <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: i was not expecting that <laughs>
2: well, okay okay because i don't think about it every day but at least once or twice a week i'm like dang man
0: she gonna go to sleep tomorrow. She'm like, I say
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> kicking her covers. I can't kick
2: my covers. My kitties sleep out of her feet. No. If I kick don't... my covers, I'm kicking the
0: cat. You kicking the pussy. So she would be like, instead, she's like, man, I didn't get me. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's like, what it would sound like too. <laughs> I'm
0: like, bust the pussy out the <laughs> bed.
2: Oh, gosh, but I will say because we did ask if it if he's doing it for himself or not, mm-hmm. honest, or if he's doing it for community. I, honest to God, think that when he first started, when Tyler Perry first started, he was doing it for the community. He really did it. It, it was for us. Mm-hmm. for real it was, it, was, it was for us by us but after a while his themes and his stories start feeling recycled and contrived and start feeling like I've seen this episode before
0: I think when he got into his TV series that's when I kind of checked out cause I'm like yo I think you spread too thin
1: mm-hmm. I think he had yeah.
0: House of Pain and he had Meet the Browns at one point and I'm like I'm mm-hmm. starting- and he was writing the movies I'm like I'm starting to see you getting spread way too
2: yeah, yeah definitely agree But what made it worse was that as he started producing more of these hollywood films that were supposed to be stories about us they went from being stories about us to being stories that white people think happen to us mm-hmm. and that's, that's when an example.
0: because i don't think white people actually go watch medea
2: they don't, but they're in charge of the money and the funding You're that it gets. Right. Because he can't just... Uh, he, he His films are indie. They were coming through Lionsgate. Right. So, I think even now, they're still through Lionsgate.
1: Yeah.
2: But, I mean, he probably has way more creative control now than he did then. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, I think he's still stuck in that evolution that he had to make. Because now, like... Medea, Medea doesn't have any value anymore as a character. And that's, that's hard to see. Black people were typically matriarchal to a point. Um, We really hold our elders, especially the women, to a very high esteem. And Medea, she's funny, but the joy that about her wasn't just that she was funny. It's that she would sit there and she would minister to your soul. Yes, and she doesn't. She doesn't do that anymore.
0: Nope. Not she became... just jokes. Yeah. Right. It became comedy. It's mm-hmm. not even a lesson anymore. Right. I think and... that was part of the problem with him, is that it became less about the lessons and more about the dramas. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. dramas. And even and you get a little bit. And even when you get a little bit too preachy, it's one dimensional.
2: Right. hmm. And yeah, and it's almost like Medea is now just another black woman caricature. Like at best, mm-hmm. she feels like another Aunt Jemima.
1: hmm
2: Worse, she feels like the icons from I don't know if you all saw the band Warner Brothers cartoons in history Girl. of animation. Girl,
3: I yeah. Know.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, and to our listeners, if you want to see these videos, there is nowhere you can find. I forget how my instructor got them, but he said if you look them up, if you look up these cartoons, they will be found on white on white supremacist websites. Like, there's no place where it's just like, "Hey, wow. this is bad. We shouldn't watch this, or we're not like this anymore." It doesn't have that like tasteful warning that a lot of the older ones have. I thought white they do, but these specific seven that I'm talking about are okay. so bad that they don't even show those that way. Like, they've, okay. they've tried to scrub all mention of
0: them. About? Is it Cold Black and the Seven Doors, one of them? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and the other
2: one was Scrub Me Mama to the Boogie Bee. Oh, I mm-hmm. remember seeing
0: that shit. That's why I knew you. I'm like, God damn it. I hated that shit. Oh, I man. That shit me too. It-, it just made me. <sighs> Fringe, and I'm like wow I get we watching this for a history aspect but can we pass
3: <laughs> girl but yes, I needed Adam. to see that because I I was like you know maybe just a bit more naive and oh, you know this stuff happened so long ago and just to see it in animation I was just like
2: wow yeah, that one and really. the Bugs Bunny, the racist Bugs Bunny one, where he was yeah. like World War Two mm-hmm. and he was against the yeah. Japanese army. Yes. That one was really bad. Yes, it's but like... for the people who obviously you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna look these up because, like I said, you can only find them in like really terrible parts of the internet. Cole Black and the and the Seven Dwarfs. That's how I it felt. So. No, it, it was it was dwarfs. I remember that. Like I remember looking at the title in class. Like, dear God, this is awful. Like,
0: seven. Uh, I'm like seven. seven, I'm like, I hate seven, S E N. E N. I'm like, I hate y'all. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And it's like D was spelled D E. Like, the I don't remember a whole lot other than it was just raggedy, like, black people were these bad English, have their speaking, like, just they were just.
0: You had the I, uneducated black dogs. You still had the mammy, but then you got that one hot chocolate drop who was a an exception to the rule. And I'm like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and the Prince Charming was the pimp.
0: Girl, he was.
3: Yes. Oh my God. I remember he had that. He the
0: tooth and everything. Oh, oh yeah. He
3: had the cane, the
2: Cadillac, the zoot suit with the hat, and then yeah. Grub Me Mama to the Boogity Beat. That. Basically, what it is, it's um a part lazy. Of me, mm-hmm.
0: Part of me really wants to find this shit and put it on the internet on the Facebook. We, we
2: should. We should that's gonna get flagged. That's gonna get flagged real quick.
0: because' there's Duke, nothing like, to play, I but... hope y'all respecting my community.
2: Actually, you know what? It's anti-black,
0: so it might it might stay <laughs> up. We might. Wow, the one time we will get through. <laughs> oh, y'all talking about. But you ain't um, got to worry about my community standards. It's saying it's about the niggas. Y'all can keep it.
2: Right.
3: Now, mm.
0: what you talk, talking about men? It's time to go.
2: <laughs> but Scrub Me Mama to the boogie Beat, it's a bunch of black people being lazy on this dock, a bunch of dark-skinned black people being lazy on the dock. And then this, like, boat drives uh comes in, and there's this real pretty light skinned skinny woman with like no bra on just red lipstick so she's kind of like a harlot like a harlot in a sense mm-hmm. and she comes in and out all of a sudden all the dark skinned black people they shucking and jiving and singing oh. and they got the donut you can't get me lips remember and-
1: this shit yeah yep.
2: It was the words like, I remember they're were, they were eating watermelon and fried chicken. There was a little baby girl and Oof. she had this super deep voice. It was horrible. It was really bad. And then the Bugs Bunny one, he was just going money. up against. He was just going up against the Japanese army. And what stuck with me was not only did Bugs Bunny kill people in this cartoon. But he had painted these grenades and was handing them out to them like it was fruit, and that's how I killed them. And as he's handing them out, he's like, Here you go. And it's just pow, 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 pow. I did not know there were so many racial slurs for Asians until that minute. And I, and that was really kind of traumatizing, even as an adult, because like, I loved Bugs Bunny as a kid. He was always witty. Like, he was he was never mean. Like, mm-hmm. he, he pulled pranks. But, like, here he was being downright, now I get it, Time of war, but not only downright malevolent, but racist
0: within that. Man, those propagandas were no fucking.
2: No, not at all.
0: I still remember the Donald Duck one.
2: Oh, the I vaguely remember there was a Donald Duck one. Was it the one where he was like Hitler or it,
0: something? Well, he he was a Nazi. He worked in Germany. He's like on this assembly line and he's just working. And Every time there's a picture of Hitler, he has to say Hail Hitler! Mm. <laughs> so He's trying to work. Hail Hitler! Hail Hitler! Hail Hitler! Then one time the picture was upside down. He had to flip himself upside down. Hail Hitler! And I'm like, god damn.
3: that's just crazy. So yeah,
0: Y'all was for real about this fucking propaganda. Mm-hmm. But you know what?
2: That's and that's why I loved what Tyler Perry was doing, but I hate what he's come because now Medea feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Medea feels like she's a character who needs to be kind of put in that category, and she was a treasure to the black community. And usually you see this kind of shift when the Black creator is removed from the project, like Aaron Magruder was Mm -hmm. removed from Boondocks and it went from being a very precise criticism of the Black community and a very stark reality in how we interact with each other and with different archetypes, character archetypes that we were so, you know, show our diversity to being... A racist archetype. Like, it was all funny. Nobody had any sense. There was no lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. Like, people started taking Riley seriously. Riley's not supposed to be a serious oh, character.
0: that was satirical. <laughs> right. right! Riley was holding the mirror to y'all faces. And when y'all co sign with Riley, I'm like, niggas, y'all missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like... missing the point.
2: So, so much. And it feels like Tyler Perry is pushing out the same tired caricature and narrative over and over again. And he's like, you remember in Anastasia, the lady from the orphanage, when she, um, Anastasia, when they first introduced her as an adult, and she's like, yeah, you have to go down to the fish market because I got you a job. And she's throwing, her name is at this point Anya, and she's like, be grateful, Anya. (laughs) <laughs> about her getting the job and she's like no i have this key that says i need to go to paris and it feels like tyler perry is just like be grateful black people right because, like right what what do we get from this because yeah he he built this film studio in atlanta the blackity black he built it in wakanda u.s in wakanda georgia but the problem i mean and that does put I well, you know, because Atlanta process. is super black.
0: You're right, but I have to process she just said Wakanda. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like, Atlanta is like the Emerald City in the Wiz, and that is where all the n- at. Yeah.
2: Low-key kind of is, but, yeah. with, but with that being said, like, so now he put it in this black area, so he's going to be flooding the local economy with all this money everybody's bringing in, which is great. It is. However, that's also going to lead to gentrification. 10, 15 years, I have seen the gentrification in Atlanta. I have driven down the street, and on one side, it's these expensive buildings and and industrial, like, um, business centers and all this stuff. And right across the street, it's run down. There's iron fences, and there are homeless people just lined up against the fence looking at the glittering buildings across the street and that that's me. Mm-hmm. you said what now
0: I said that shit will disturb
1: me yeah like
2: it broke my heart it was so unsettling, it, it was so unsettling to me uh, and so I feel like especially with him not reaching out to the local black businesses and trying or reaching out to the black schools and being like, "Hey, I got this internship program, blah 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 blah, and y'all can get and I can build a writers' room from what's here in Georgia." Like he's not investing in the community in a meaningful way that in a meaningful, sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Like but
0: his pockets will never be empty. It's like we might be winning for the moment, but not for the long haul. Right?
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like you only gonna get small victories through them.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, no. it. I this and I I I hope one day he because the thing is the problem with the actual cause yeah, we we've offered these criticisms and I think these criticisms aren't really problems. They are symptomatic of a bigger problem. I think the biggest problem when it comes to Tyler Perry of everything we mentioned, is that he does not listen. And he and does not. And he refuses. Mhm. And it's I hope light. one day somebody can get through that thick wall of pride he has. And he actually decides to take care of the community like he once wanted to do. I hope he finds his soul again. Right,
3: yes. I Let's definitely know. agree.
2: What's up?
0: How much do you have to lose to get to that point? Because you have Oprah in your corner. How many other people on your level at that, with your reach, if they can't get to you, what do you have to lose?
2: Well, let's be honest. Oprah ain't really here for the culture either.
0: I mean, you're right. She profits
2: off of black trauma as
0: well. That's, That's true. But did she not tell him that you need a writer's
2: it doesn't matter she told him too little too late.
0: I mean as in like but he wasn't even listening to her. As in like he's to the point that I have made a success off of this I don't need to change. It's as if he have to lose something in order to want to do more as then he going to have to lose a deal. He going to have Right. To lose I was going to say He will have to stop viewing his viewers, uh-huh. his viewing. It will have to go. Yep.
3: And you I no more
0: scandal. To affect his numbers because I don't want anything sloppy like a scandal like why or maybe he needs to be like his black women in his movies maybe you need to go through some trauma and be on ground you know ground zero and strip yourself and be shiny sparkly new and maybe he will come afoot mm-hmm. but I'm like I feel like this man will have to lose something on a catastrophic level to want to change right isn't that how it's like in most of his films where people have to lose a lot. You yeah, gotta hit rock right bottom die. basically. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. Like this is the only reason where faith will feel important because you're at your lowest point. Right. As far as he concerned, he'd been at his lowest point where he was homeless. And he pulled himself by his own bootstraps and I am where I'm at now. So I ain't gotta do anything different. I've already struggled. I am reaping the fruits of my labor.
1: I don't and
0: know. I gotta deal with it because people my myself so I ain't gotta change.
3: I honestly, yeah, I I'll be know. honest. I don't think he's gonna anytime soon. Like you said, unless he hits rock bottom, which I don't see happening anytime soon, because right. people he's still watch his stuff. stuff. I, I don't I see it.
2: Brittany.
3: Yeah, trauma he's porn
2: in. is what people enjoy now. I mean, why do you? Why else do they have Orange Is a New Black? Right, still so going. Um, was no, it it's The Walking over. Dead? It's I like
0: Orange Is the New Black is over. I thought you had- Oh, is it? Oh, you know what? Like, they did have That's
2: a final bad. season recently. But yes. think of the lengths of trauma porn that they went through
0: to get Girl, to that point. Girl, I watched it and I think I fell off maybe two seasons before the last one. Because it just felt too much. Because you're connect with these characters and you watch them lose time after time after time. I get it. Prison is shitty. The system is fucked up. But God damn it, this is fiction. How many more mm-hmm. of this shit am I supposed to take? You know what's like, I've funny?
3: I've
1: been emotionally abused. I don't
3: need no more. Um, speaking of Walking Dead, I'm—I still keep up with the show. And so, uh, me and Aaron were talking about it today. He's like, "I'm be honest, Brittany, I don't like that show." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." He's like, "It's just there's nothing good that happens." He's like, "It's mm-hmm. after one bad." group after another bad group and it's no light at the end of the tunnel and I don't know why you still watch it and I'm like and I told him I was like I completely understand it's almost for me I'm so invested in the characters that are still there because I literally half the cast left the show but like the other half I'm just like well I want to see their story I'm invested in the story to see where it goes but like yeah I get it from anybody else I was like I'll be done with that shit, with that story, with that show, because it is trauma porn, like, it's just bad shit after bad shit after bad shit, and I don't personally like it, but I like the characters, so I want to see where the characters go, so yeah...
0: You was doing me, you was doing me like in the beginning. Like, I'm gonna see how bad this gets. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I'm gonna keep on watching. This. It's season
3: 10, and I'm just like, I know it's <laughs> only gonna get worse. It, it is, it is a lot of see. They do have a new showrunner. Her name's Angela Kang, and Asian woman. And the writing is way better. Way better than what it used to be in the last couple of uh, the seasons before. But. I definitely see why people just fell off because, yeah, I mean, ain't no cure. <laughs> like, nothing's happening. It's just bad shit after bad shit. So, you know, I people do like travel for it. They definitely do.
2: As long as there's a market for it, it's profitable.
3: Yep, exactly. And we're going to get into this pause, y'all. We're going to talk about this pause real quick. Pause pause, pause. <laughs> you shit. can't say that granddad you gotta say pause so- you gotta say
2: no, homo. <laughs> no.
3: Granddad,
0: gotta say no
2: I- homo
0: granddad granddad I appreciate you saying no homo I love you <laughs>
1: Yo, how about, oh you know what's so <laughs> funny?
3: I remember when Paul's was like a big thing. Like when every dude was saying that, and it was like anything that was like remotely sexual or can be taken sexual to another guy, they're like, pause, pause. And I thought it was just the stupidest thing, even back it then. It was so
2: stupid. Because I, I remember to... no homo kicked off.
3: Yeah, no homo. L- let,
0: let me bring around. The- Bring it around so people can understand. Yeah. People like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? We're talking about the <laughs> episode of Boondocks.
2: The, the the banned episode of Boondocks, um, yeah, right. Kyle Perry got this episode banned because he works with TBS, which is owned by Turner, as his cartoon network. And he at that time I think he had two or three shows he on Turner, Turner show, on Turner channels. And he had told them that if they did not get rid of that episode he was going to pull his shows and now you can only stream that online you can't even find it on like Hulu or Netflix you have to go to like the like the kind of shady but not really uh, cartoon streaming sites to watch it and I watched it for the first time that way oh my god I was in tears
0: that I was
1: crazy
0: as in the truth of the matter is that came about in that episode was that tyler perry following it feels like a cult yes just the idea does. that in the in his like even in his genesis just the idea that a lot of church families will pull up in buses
1: mm-hmm. yes up, like, mm-hmm. i'm like it that was a field trip
2: after service like yeah.
0: that is some fierce ass commitment <laughs> yes renounce mm. all of ice cube <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, Friday was pretty
0: good. Just hearing hearing that, it kind of solidified my idea that he wants to be that important figure in black culture Mm -hmm. just to immortalize himself. Yeah. Because I have to not... I don't even think he wants to be the greatest because I don't think he has that grind. Like, when I was listening to Will Smith when he was doing um, an interview for Bad Boys for Life, he will talk about how he will feel this competitive edge. Like, I hear he saw The Rock doing what he's doing, being, like, mm-hmm. one of the highest-paid actor. like, man, I felt that drive to be the best and start being a part of these movies. But he's like, I'm at the point in my life where if I'm not going to enjoy it, I'm not going to do it. I don't think Tyler Perry ever had that fire that he wants to make the best movies. I guess he just wants to be that face out there. I'm gonna just he just wants to be heard. I just want to keep cranking stuff out so you can't say you don't see me. Because I directed it. I produced it. I did the writing. I did all of that. Tyler, 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 Tyler. Right. Like, sometimes time I get so tired just seeing the opening of this shit, produced by Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see Tyler
2: that, I roll
3: my eyes. Uh, wait. Dreamplay
0: by Tyler Perry. You guys,
3: do you hey, know there is a show on Netflix um, I think... <sighs> what is it called summer vacation oh my god I cannot remember but basically it's like um, a family one of the Maori girl or women are in there Tia or Tamara but she's in there Mm -hmm. as the lead and uh, basically they go down south and they uh, stay with their family member like a grandma for like the summer and the children go to vacation bike school first of all the oldest daughter have the worst wig I have seen since that movie that came out on Netflix. I was like, I don't know what Tyler Perry. Oh, a fall from grace. Yes. Since that movie. Oh my God. Okay. So her wig is terrible. I don't the, know
2: why you be getting bad wigs from. I, I just came don't back from the understand. I just saw some fire pastel and, wigs. And girl. Some and they'd like they be cheap too. dollars Yes. Hi, $50, $60, $70. <laughs> For a real nice lace front, where uh, pastel lid, uh, come down the mid back, seventy one dollars. Girl, yes. I was like, I don't need this, but I
3: want it. I want it, right? But t- I just watching that shit. I was just like, this shit is so pandering. It's so fucking like, just uh, it, I I I couldn't. I didn't like it because it felt so stereotypical, like black baptist church vacation bible school and uh, it was just the way i had to find the name of the show but when i watched that show i was like yeah you 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 ain't got no ideas bro no no new ideas at all
2: and one thing that kind of struck me though cuz this is a criticism a criticism that is actually for all of hollywood when i was watching pause there's a part where granddad walks in and he's like oh kadim Hardison, now nah. I love Kareem Hardison. I ha- fell um, in love with him when he was nerdy Dwayne Wayne in the eighties with the flip-up glasses. Like I like um, what was it like held you cheap attack, Pataki would say the Arnold's picture? You make my girlhood tremble. That man <laughs> made my girlhood tremble. Okay, he was smart. He was sweet. He was handsome. I'm like, okay, Whitley was definitely had to earn him. But anyway, what got me was um, when Granddad saw Kadeem Hardison, he was like, what are you doing here? And Kadeem was like, what am I supposed to do? Wait for the next tequila and the beat to pay my bills? <laughs> and that was funny, but like I actually got a little sad mm-hmm. because that's how most Black people in the entertainment industry, from what we see, have to... Up until recent years. That's how they had to make their money. They had to wait for that one breakthrough film that all the markets wanted to see. Yep. They couldn't just, like... Like, Akilah and the Bee was profound, so even, like, everybody, even white audiences, wanted to see it. Mm -hmm. And there's no people really out there up until, actually, Jordan Peele, who's like, let me take these black actors and actresses and use them. And Kadeem Hardison, he would have. He still gets work. Um, the last show that I'm aware of that he was in was Casey Undercover, which is a Disney Channel show. He played Zendaya's father, and she was like a um, a secret agent. But like, if I could see Kadeem Hardison, he's a great actor. If mm-hmm. I could see him in like more shows, that'd be great. But I mean, he's not Black, Hollywood doesn't use the black famous actors that we have, that we have the way they could. And that's why I'm resistant to a lot of media that's out there now, because it's all stories that they're all white people stories that go through white people things that like, it's, it doesn't speak universally or even speak to me. Right. And if we just, I mean, Where's our black The Notebook? Girl, black I folks was, go through that.
0: That's what I was hoping. Um, the, photograph. the photograph. to be, and it wasn't. I,
1: I
3: didn't it was see too.
1: it. Oh. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine.
3: At this point, I'll just wait till it I come mean, out. I so. mean, I
0: wouldn't pay full price
3: for it. I yeah.
0: paid five dollars, and I
1: wanted to pay less. Oh, it wasn't good. Good. Know, okay, it wasn't
3: good. Nobody. No, okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't
2: it
0: good. Wasn't it just bad. doesn't, just doesn't end mean. the
2: way you want it to.
0: Exactly. As in, it ends realistically. Yeah, but I think how it was staged, as in being the black romance, mm-hmm. especially once you had like Queen and Slim, and you had that fiasco shit. They felt like this will correct. All the bullshit we didn't want in Queen and Slim. This is going to be a cute love story. We're going to see black love. And it's like, it was not as cute as I wanted it to be. Oh,
3: yeah. It wasn't, it
0: wasn't that romance comedy you that you see every other day on TV. Why
3: not? Like, why can't we have those stories? It's just like a little love, nah, romantic comedy, whatever. Like, it's
0: just. Nah, we get love in basketball.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. That was yeah. terrible because I wasn't even like like I was listening y'all and I was hearing what you were saying and I wasn't even trying to say that out loud like I have my I had my hand on my face and that was just the first thing that came out it was girl bye <laughs> 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 I didn't yeah, even have time to like filter
0: that yeah. like we've seen 21 dresses we've seen so many romance comedies with white leads so you're like damn is this gonna be it and it wasn't as cute and as fluffy as I had hoped it
2: but it was deep and profound and it did touch on some things in the black community that need to be addressed I just wish they had done it in a separate movie
0: yeah, you know, yeah, it's like they were trying to do, like, multiple storylines.
2: It's like, because we don't have a lot of
3: opportunities to have those type of movies. So when we try to we get the movies, we're combining everything in one. And it's just, it sucks, because they, it just shows you how our present in Hollywood is so scarce.
0: You're right. Mm-hmm. And that's why you end up supporting, quote-unquote, everybody black. Right. Like, I'm going to do it. Because we don't have a lot of this, but I ain't gonna do full price because you ain't always worth full price. No
3: tea. <laughs> no shade.
2: No. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I, I'm, I I'll do the full price. Like,
0: like I'm I trying to, to figure see a out. Wrinkle in time. But I wasn't gonna pay $12.50 to go see a wrinkle in time. That was uh, $12 baby. worth. It was a five. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was a five.
3: Get some money.
0: It was a five dollars with an icy. Tell you said <laughs> <Stop. laughs> I can't talk. I haven't paid full price for movies since Black Panther, and that was by choice, and I saw that movie twice.
1: I think
2: I saw Black Panther three times, and once in 3D. And what's crazy is when I see 3D movies, I get sick. Like I get a headache, and I think I don't even know how I ended up seeing a 3D Black Panther, like Black Panther in 3D. 3D. But I didn't get sick watching that movie. I was like, okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> i just needed some chocolate that's all
3: <laughs> i like legit shed a tear after that movie first seeing it i was just like oh, yeah. i have never seen anything like this
2: like i've never seen anything
3: with my own eyes something like so this oh my god Man, I Black oh my I god the it was beautiful then I
0: have the with that cg shit that got all cheap near the end oh.
3: Yeah, I did I did roll my eyes. I was like, oh, come there on, guys.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. But,
1: but I uh... will say
2: this as so a sort of, like, kind of because we talked about, you know, how they don't, they just don't cast us in Hollywood the way they should.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I want to give a particular shout out to Zendaya, because I don't know if y'all know this. Whenever she's, Whenever there's a script, you know they describe the cast and I'd right. be like, oh well, the character is a white girl, blah 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 blah. She told her manager to give her scripts that that are for white girls, where they say the main character is a white girl, or certain characters a white girl, mm-hmm. and she goes for them and she gets them. Yeah. So here she is, create a black woman who is taking roles for from white women in a way that creates open doors for black women Mm -hmm. because they're never gonna run out of roles for white people ever no ever ever no but
0: reason i'm a casual side eyes that is because how much advantage does she have because she's a fair-skinned black
1: oh she gets so much advantage because of it but
2: she uses it she uses it to the advantage of others she like Weaponizes it against the system of oppression. Like, oh,
0: so you think you're gonna keep? Does it really help us, other than oh, we get to season die and more shit, or it's gonna put most black girl on? Or we gonna get another light skin
2: storm? Oh, I was following you, and then you said light skin storm, and I was just like, oh no. So I know, I know what you're talking about. I just my brain was like, no, that was
0: like. As in, all you're doing is creating your own exposure for yourself. I don't think it really helps the other issue. Sure, you're taking roles from white chicks. I guess, this you get the exposure. But because of your privilege, you get yeah. that. Yeah. It ain't gonna help Marseille get roles.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. It ain't
0: gonna give us a dark skin storm. So it's like, you're just expanding the visual of black girls, even though it's really monolithic with fair-skinned black girls. Mm-hmm. So, like, we win small victories, but we don't really win. And the-
2: oh yeah, I'm not saying that she has dramatically changed the face, but she's at least she's trying to
3: do it. a part. Do doing- it, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's
2: at least spinning in the face of oppression, and you know, claps for that.
0: Yes, it remind me what a man looks like. I didn't take the role of Suri because I think it should have been a dark skin girl. I'm like, okay,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but uh, you still get your roles, and you get even more frequently than anybody else. Hmm?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's like you know, small victories, but you know, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put the salt with the. Water.
2: Yeah, I'll bring the tequila.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, anything else well, about
2: it looks like... Tyler Perry? Pauls? Any last? I think we reached the end of this episode. All right, so Brittany's gonna sign. Off.
3: All right, guys. So that was our episode. Um. Of hate watching um, thank you so much for listening and girls you want to say anything any last words love you
2: booskies <laughs> <laughs> no forever we i do this is this is such a fun project and even if we're only reaching even if we only reach a handful of people it it's a joy knowing you support us and we appreciate you
0: Yes. Ooh, and I think my my little throw in, even spent enough time shitting on Tyler Perry. Are there other shows that you write for men that give us the representation and diverse narratives that we should sink our teeth in? Let us know. Ooh,
3: yes. Please. Please. Love to uh-huh. So all right, and so that's the end of episode five. Hate watching and peace out, everybody. Talk to you later.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. <laughs>